Hey folks, it's Phil Chen here. Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast called How Founders Work, hosted by The Founders Process, a show about the real stories behind early stage startups, their founders, and how they work, all the while as they build their companies. I'm extremely excited to introduce our first guest, Cody Candy, the co-founder and CEO of Bounce, a startup focused on short-term storage. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Cody to share his story. And revenue went down. And we were just like, mm. oh shit, what's happening? And then on top of that, my co-founder, his visa got rejected. And by the way, that was also right after I had gotten dumped. By the way, that is Cody. But let's take a step back. Rewind. Let's start from the beginning. So I am originally from the Midwest. I grew up in Wisconsin. And I've lived in a dozen cities now. I lived in New York before San Francisco. I lived in, I moved to San Francisco the first time six or seven years ago. So this has been my home for a while, definitely my career base. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Bangalore, India for a while as for work, as well as London. Um, and then a few other random cities like San Diego and Arizona and Minnesota. And wow. Yeah. I've always been really curious, love traveling, love being in new places. And so... Yeah, I lived in a few places in college because I would do internships in new places and I would kind of seek that out a little bit. Like if mm-hmm. one internship was in another state, I'd be like, oh yeah, like I want to explore that. Let's do that. And then um, when I started my career out here in San Francisco with Intuit, um, I had the opportunity to do a, a role, a six-month role in San Diego and then a six-month role in Bangalore, India. And then, um, and then after that, I was launching a product in London. So I got to move out and to be in market for a couple of months. And uh, yeah, quite frankly, I think product management is, is phenomenal training for being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so grateful for that experience that I had because uh, it really gave me a lot of the education I have today that I, I use to, to build Bounce along with my team. Great segue. So how did the idea of Bounce come about? Yeah, so the very, very, very origin of Bounce was a spark of an idea in 2014 when I was still adding to it. I had, you know, lived in a lot of cities at this point and didn't own a lot of stuff as a result and was sort of mulling over this problem, this idea that people spend far too much time planning their days and planning their lives around the things that they own. And like your things should serve you, not you planning your days around your things. And so I just felt like there was a problem there to solve. And the spark for Bounce, including the idea and the name, came when... um, uh, some colleagues were getting drinks after work and someone said, oh, like, I'm not going to come by right away because I'm going to go all the way home to drop my stuff off. It's out of the way, but I don't want to have my stuff with me all night. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, how dumb. Uh, but it's such a common problem too. Like, it's sort of status quo today. And so I thought, um, this was right when Uber was blowing up. I thought, like, oh, like, what if you just tap a button and someone will come pick up your stuff and they bring it back to you wherever you are later. And so I was sitting on that idea for a while and I had this, this big vision. I was, I was like, imagining this 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 company that's like you know it, it moves all your stuff for you and is is a sort of we say cloud computing for the physical world um uh you know you can access your things anywhere and so I was sitting on this for for a while um didn't end up starting it in 2014 because uh, it was very logistically complex like, where are you gonna get all those drivers from like companies lose so much money trying to do deliveries and it would take a lot of capital so I was just kind of sitting on it. So like, oh, this is really hard to build. How would I get it off the ground? So with the problem and the idea in hand, Cody went about digesting. 
Fast forward three years and I was looking for what I wanted to work on next. And my friend who heard me rave about this idea of balance before said, hey, what about that idea you had previously? And I said, oh no, that won't work. And he said, come on, man, like you were so excited about it before. I was like, yeah, maybe there's a way to get it off the ground in an easier way. Like the best way to learn how to do, how, like what to build is to just build something even if you know it's not gonna work and that'll inform what you build next. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, I hit up Alex, my co-founder, and I said, hey, I got this idea, I got this vision, here's this problem, this is crazy. And he's like, yeah, it's crazy, but let's do it. <laughs> and uh, so we decided to do a bunch of lean tests, a bunch of prototyping. So our first day working on Bounce Together, what we did was we spent two hours putting up a landing page and then five minutes trying to figure out how to buy Google AdWords. And we got really lucky. The first five minutes, the phone rang and someone said, hey, can you come pick up my stuff? Yeah, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> she was like, oh, how much does it cost? And I was like, oh, uh, let me check with our courier network right now. And, and I put it on mute and I said, hey, Alex, how much should we charge her? And long story short, we just made up everything on the fly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm happy to say we delivered on any, every commitment we made to her. But the next day we had this scheduled delivery, this scheduled route where we would go and pick up her stuff and um, put it in a storage area, our apartment. <laughs> and, then, um, and then basically figure out what the kinks are and, and how to build this product. And so we got a little creative. We were like, how do we make this seem legit? So we literally went to the grocery store, we bought some saran wrap. Oh, we, we saran wrapped the suitcases. This is our process. Uh, we actually brought another suitcase with us to pick up her stuff. So it looked like we were on a, a route picking oh, up other smart. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was our first customer. It was successful. Um, the biggest hypothesis we wanted to test up front was are random strangers off the internet willing to hand over their valuables to some random people? Mm -hmm. And uh, the answer was, was yes, at least for some people. And um, so that was really the, the birth of Bounce. And all this happened in like two days. Yeah, this was this was two days. This is me thinking about the idea for three years, and then uh, and then two days of actually, hey, let's put a website live and let's buy some AdWords. Oh my god! So gosh. we're on day two of Bounce right now. Wow! So it, it, you were just really digesting it in your brain and just thinking through how it would work logistically. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. But I think the more important point is when you have an idea, you want to get it in front of users paying you money as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Like you ask yourself, like. Let's say you have this big idea in your head. What can you literally build today, maybe even in an hour, to get money from a customer to deliver on this? You know, it's it's easy to think or it's easy to want to um, go build that perfect solution uh, and then put it out to users. But um, the sort of lean start methodology, the rapid prototyping methodology, I spent a lot of time in, in those sort of uh, topics in mm -hmm. my career. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the philosophy there is like, yeah, just put something in front of the users right now. Um, a lot of times. These rapid prototypes are done with Slack or WhatsApp, like just a messaging app on the back end. You instead of instead of typing inputs into a field, you there's actually a human on the other side, and they like are, are routing stuff back to you, and they can you know uh, they can schedule delivery. It's like there's actually no product, but it's the service that customers want. So mm -hmm. you're delivering the service even without the product. Right. That's the key to rapid prototyping. It's just yeah, how can you make this in a week or a day or an hour? So you mentioned Alex, your co-founder. Can you tell us how you guys met? Yeah, absolutely. So Alex and I were six months prior, the year prior to that, we were working on different startups individually. And we were introduced by a mutual connection who said, oh, you guys would enjoy working together. And so we met in New York City and we just totally hit it off. Total founder crushes on each other. We were like, oh man, it'd be great to work together. 
and um, there wasn't an immediate opportunity to. Mm-hmm. But then when I um, when I was thinking about balancing and who to build it with, he was my first phone call. What was it about Alex that made you think I want him to be my co-founder? Yeah, so it's really a combination of factors, but we have very complementary skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is incredibly technical and also like a brilliant designer too. He can kind of do everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and me, I had this idea for balance and I've done a lot in product management before and, and business, general business kind of stuff. And so the two of us together could build anything we had in mind. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's a key, the key to a good team. Like does your whole team, like does your founding team, can you guys build what you want to build without outsourcing anything? And you know, sometimes you gotta take shortcuts and outsource, but I think the perfect team is, is one where you don't. Um, and so, yeah, so there was that. And then there's also compatibility from risk tolerance and motivations, you know, doing a startup and not having a salary for a long time is something that not everyone's willing to do. And it's, it's fair. It's like, it's a big deal. And so the fact that we we're both willing to do that was great. And then, um, similar motivation, similar work ethic, uh, all, all that was just sort of the perfect culmination of us making great partners. All right. So Cody identified the problem, found a partner, built out a prototype and found his first customer. But what did the business look like in the early days? Yeah, yeah, so I would say, I would break balance into a couple different chapters. The first one is sort of rapid prototyping, and that's what we talked about. And there's more rapid prototyping, so I'll tell you about that chapter. So rapid prototyping part two is what we'll call that. And then um, the third part is is our first, our first web product. Um, and then after that, it's like fundraising and the mobile app. After that initial rapid prototyping, we solved the first hypothesis, which was, will people hand their valuables over to a stranger? If the answer to that was no, then we don't have anything here, uh, bounce doesn't work, uh, time to go home. Uh, the answer to that was yes, people are willing to. And so uh, next is, what's the next biggest thing that will make bounce fail? <laughs> and if we can't figure that out, then <laughs> we go home. So it's sort of this constant process of figuring things out and, and t- figuring out what the biggest risk is and then taking that away. And so um, for us, what felt like the next biggest thing was logistics. We knew it up front. We knew logistics would be really hard. And we said, if we can't figure this out, is that a dead end? How do we get around this? And so basically the way it went down was Alex and I served that first bounce customer we by literally renting city bikes, like Ford bikes here in, in New York City. Mm-hmm. And basically just rode around the city picking up people's stuff. We did that for the first dozen or two dozen orders. And uh, our hypothesis that we were going after was, how do we do logistics in an efficient way? And we were absolutely right in that logistics was really hard and that would be the thing that would keep this from working. And so we thought about, hey, we have some data points here. We were out in the field. I think this is a key thing. We were out in a field, not like in a conference room, figuring this out. So we were out in the field like, damn, logistics is hard. How are we gonna do this? Like we couldn't, we were spending so much of our time running around the city and having to pay $15 an hour, $25 an hour, whatever the going rate is for delivery drivers, mm-hmm. it just didn't really seem feasible. Mm-hmm. So we, we thought, how do we get around this? And so basically did some some research, did some like, hey, would you said to customers, would you be willing to pick up, uh, to drop off at a store and then it gets delivered to another bounce store? So it's sort of rather than from person to person, it's from store near them to store near them. And that means we have a much greater window of which we can drop stuff off to the customer or to the, to the other point, I should say. So that made logistics way easier. So week two of Bounce was that product. Mm. It was a quick and dirty prototype of moving things between Bounce locations. And what we found by doing that was there was actually a huge number of people that were willing to drop off and pick up from the same place. Mm. Literally just like 
luggage storage depot, right? And so we're like, wow, that is so easy to build. I think one of the best ways to build a company is with like real customers paying you real money right up front. So we said, let's capture that initial traction and then build the next phase of bounce, delivery with all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we said, how long would it take to build this version of the product? And we thought, hey, that would take maybe uh, a month max, three weeks, three weeks, four weeks. So basically, that's what we did. We uh, we uh, we both had a couple of, like family vacations, and when we got back from that, we went straight back to work. Mm-hmm. And we said, all right, now is 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 kind of it's kind of day one of bounce. We're writing the first lines of code. We're creating a product where people can book space on our website and uh, leave their things there. After constantly testing their ideas, Cody and Alex went to work on building out their first product. But little did they know what they're about to learn next. Yeah, one month later, we had a product and we started putting it out there. Uh, funny enough, there were there was a, a lot of uh, competition that we discovered after that. And um, what we found really interesting was this was like this was like a, a true MBA experience for us, learning about like, defensibility, learning about all these mm-hmm. things. And it was like, wow, if it was so easy for us to build that, it's probably easy for other people to build it too. So what we saw is completely non-technical teams in other markets building this. So we thought. You know, we got to uh, we got to think about defensibility here. We got to think about um, how we build a great product that no one else can build. It's kind of interesting because um, we ended up building a product that other folks had been working for years on in like one month's time. So it just goes to show, you know, like the tech pieces is, is really important. Uh, but anyways, um, it was still uh, low barriers to entry was still uh, something uh, top of mind for us. And so um, yeah, we started growing the bounce product. We captured a lot of that initial traction. It was just it was, it, was, it was too easy actually, like here, here are these customers. In fact, it created an interesting thing where here was, this, here was this very low hanging fruit for us to go after, um, and then here's the vision we really wanted to build. So I would say one of the, one of the challenges, uh, ongoing challenges with Bounce is how do we capture this low hanging fruit? How do we just, we, we have a, an incredible ability to like build more product to capture more of that growth. Um, but we also want to focus on this big vision, this delivery piece. And so this sort of paints the picture for the rest of the journey. So then once you once you started to get more customers and gain traction, how did you think about building out the business and, and bringing on partners along with uh, additional employees? Yeah, so the first six months was me, Alex, and then a, a part-time employee, Lucas, who would help us sign source. That was uh, that was really just the three of us hustling really hard, like getting growth, getting more partners. Um, and uh, our goal with that was to prove there was a real business here and let that fuel sort of the next chapter of what we wanted to build. Mm-hmm. And that would happen through our own revenue, but also potentially with uh, investment that we could pick up with that traction. Mm-hmm. And so we, we built Bounce to a good level of traction that was that enabled us to fundraise. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a sort of fun story there, we had grown the business enough where it was it was uh, a little a little nerve wracking, but we were like, wow, like there's this girl we want to hire, Devika, mm-hmm. and we didn't fundraise yet. And we were like, wow, should we like spend our own money to hire her? Like, I guess we have enough revenue. The growth rate's really good. And so uh, that was a big moment for us. We said, yeah, let's let's pull the trigger. Let's do it. And okay. so we brought her on board before our fundraising. And um, I think that uh, that signaled maybe to other people, but mostly to us, like, yeah, this is a real company. We're going. Like, we're not dependent on venture capitalists or other investors to uh, to to make this work. Yeah, like this is gonna work with or without. Uh, outside capital, mm-hmm. um, and then the outside capital would allow us to um, 
really step on the growth hard. So yeah, we raised the money. We raised a little over a million dollars, mm-hmm. and basically that allowed us to make a couple more hires. We hired a full stack enge- uh, backend engineer, and then uh, yeah, we have a couple recs open right now. And then also spend some time on our uh, like finally building our, our mobile app. Yeah, basically started building that, launched that, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of where we're at with Balance now. It is uh, we launched the mobile app last month. Mm-hmm. We were number one on a product hunt. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really exciting for us because we knew up front that Balance should be a mobile app experience. We'd be able to iterate much faster and get that initial traction with a web app. So we did that first and the mobile app was truly the next chapter of Balance. It mm-hmm. was, all right, first chapter was proving proving traction. Second chapter is going to be building an amazing user experience. So we had officially entered that chapter and that's where we are now. Um, and then in addition to that, we're also at an exciting point now where we're thinking about the big vision and, and removing friction points in the, pro- in the product, which mm-hmm. brings us back to our original concept of uh, having delivery in there. So you can pick something up at one bounce location and drop off at another. So uh, our business is, uh, is, is growing really fast and we're on a journey to make the experience seamless for users and, and, and a key part of that is what if you don't have to go back to the shop to, mm-hmm. the, to the same shop as before to pick up your stuff what if it could just meet you where you are later so we're doing all that kind of testing right now it's, it's going really well and it's it's so exciting so that's basically where we are today so taking a step back with three to four employees in the first six months can you tell us more about what that experience was like yeah, it was, it was intense. So, so, so intense. Uh, we were not paying ourselves anything. We might have been paying ourselves uh, our rent. It was our office and a, uh, uh, it was our home and we used it as our office. But besides that, like we were living off of our savings. Yeah, we were fortunate to have been in that position, worked and saved money from before. Yeah, super, super intense. It's funny, once in a while we'd go out for a nice meal and uh, one of our go-tos was like the nice Japanese ramen noodles, mm. which cost like $12, by no means like cheap. Mm. Uh, but we joke that we're ramen <laughs> But uh, <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we weren't actually drinking cups of, of, of like, 10 cent ramen, but we basically were living a, a lifestyle of, like, no expenses spared except the occasional fancy ramen. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So definitely, like, sacrificing in the early days. Yeah, that's right, that's awesome. right. And we both, at the time, had girlfriends, and, you know, like, it was intense, too. It's like, here we are working on the company, and there's a lot of ambiguity, and uh, mine, uh, mine dumped me, and I think a part oh, of it has no. to do with... Uh, with you know, <laughs> yeah, this entrepreneur just figuring it out. She never said that, but you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, definitely a lot of sacrifices being made. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, that's part of the game, you know. It's like if this were easy, everyone would be doing it. You got to um, put in the time and, and 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 really have that conviction to make it work. I think uh, I think one of the key things I've read in, in all the entrepreneurship literature I've, I've read my whole life is like you really got to be in it for the vision and the mission because uh all the tough times will really pull you down and if you don't have that conviction um it'll it'll take you down with it but we we've been so excited about this vision and everything that uh yeah we've been we've been sprinting so what's been the most challenging aspect of starting your own company i would say in the earliest days it is just the extreme uncertainty right in the earliest days you get that first dollar and you're so excited but then a month later, you're like, shit, we made $100. Is that going to pay the bills? Like, no, it's not. Like, the excitement of the first dollar is so high. But then the reality of like, oh, it actually takes a while to get to a business that will pay all the bills for you. And so 
it's this constant balance of here's all these great things happening but there's also a really 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 long way to make it go to like a really long way to go and uh that's probably the hardest part you can never predict how long that's going to take and so you just have to sit in this period of ambiguity for so long for you know maybe no salary for so long or maybe no like uh when are we going to be able to hire other people for so long or yeah like how long is it going to take before we can raise money uh there's just so much ambiguity and you can't predict anything about your life and so i remember thinking about oh hey will you will you go to my wedding at this time it's like i have no idea what i'm going to be doing in january like i have no idea what january is going to look like for me so like planning anything three months in advance was almost impossible <laughs> yeah okay so just surviving day by day basically yeah pretty much because you know when you're such a small team you're figuring everything out you're not going to build a product that customers don't have any questions about so spending a lot of time on customer support spending a lot of time on operations and so really keeping the business and the momentum going in a, in a strong way takes a lot of intervention from the founders right it's like you put something out there and you try to get the customers and then like the next job after that is all right how do you how do you now remove the work you need to do to make those transactions happen i remember when we first put the web product live i would call the stores hey you got you got you guys got this order you're gonna be all right i called the customer like hey how's everything going and every order took 30 minutes of my time and so you know that means i can't do that in many orders in a day so then like a week later two weeks later three weeks later we're like all right are we confident enough in the store process? Do we need to like, how do we whip up uh, materials? Materials so the stores can self-serve, so customers have all the answers in the emails that go out to them. Like, how do you scale these things where my time to intervene and make sure it goes well is, is no longer needed? Mm. And then you get it to the next level of scale, like 10X, and then it happens all over again. It's taking too much of your time and you have to build these systems to make it easier. And then you do the next 10X and the next 10X. So yeah, depending on where you are in that cycle of growing so fast that you're, everything's breaking and you need to intervene, uh, like you don't know when that's gonna happen and so you have to intervene. Or the opposite, where it's like, oh shit, why are we not growing? So you see all sides of it and uh, it's, it's intense. Reflecting back on his experience so far, how does Cody think about the reality of starting a company compared to his expectations? It's impossible to predict. It's impossible to, you know, you might know like, oh yeah, it's hard, you might know, uh, you might know, hey, you know, like these things take a while or these things happen really fast or hiring is hard. You'll hear all these things, but you might not actually, you won't, def you definitely won't realize how true it is or how, what the implications of that are until you're in it. Yeah. People would say, you know, fundraising is, is, uh, takes six months. Ah, no, like I got something to contact. It'll take shorter. And then you're like, oh shit, actually like. There's a lot of work to do to, to get yourself in a position where you're ready to just fire off all the meetings and then it's a lot of like follow-ups and then like some people might flake or be slow and then you're dependent on their schedules and so yeah it's like you hear these things and you're like i get it and you brace for it uh, and sometimes you're delusional and optimistic that it won't be the case for you but you still brace for it and it's like even more intense than you could have imagined so going into starting balance what was your take on it going into starting a company yeah so i started with an underlying philosophy that was really really helpful which was i don't want to work on any company unless i'm willing to spend the next decade of my life working on it and i think that was a necessary question to ask you know a lot of a lot of times you might find a, a cool idea and you might be like oh yeah let's hack on this and uh if you're not committed for a decade or i should say at least have the um, you know, obviously a lot of companies a lot happens in much less than 10 years, but 
you kind of have to have that perspective of I'm in it. Like this is the next chapter of my career. Like I'm not going to give up from some little thing that happens. And so having that sort of 10 year lens was really, really helpful. But yeah, the reality of things taking longer, I, I think that uh, I was like, uh, I think a mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make is you put a product out there and you think a bunch of users are just going to come overnight. And uh, uh, yeah, for us, it was like, oh yeah, we put the product out and then we were just so eager to get it out as fast as possible. And um, we like hadn't marketed it yet. So it's like, oh yeah, we got our first customer. Like, oh, where's our second, where's our third customer? And then it's like, oh yeah, we like, there's no way for customers to find this yet. Like now we have to push it and get yeah. the word out there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, th I think there's a lot of, you're just so optimistic that everything's gonna go so well. And sometimes you need to reality check yourself a lot. In the life of an entrepreneur, we definitely know there's gonna be the ups and the downs. In your journey, what's been the highest high so far? So, the highest high, you know, I would say that our mobile app launch day was one of the highest highs. And it, one of the reasons was because we finally took a step back to celebrate as a team. Uh, this is another thing you hear about all the time. Well, teams don't celebrate enough. And it's so true. And you're like, oh, I heard that advice. I'm going to take it and, 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 and I'm going to make sure we celebrate enough. But there's usually another problem to solve right around the corner. And so you don't take the step back to celebrate. So, um with our launch day we basically line up our product on launch day we said it's gonna be february 5th and then we also decided to throw a launch party on that day and we had no idea how well product hunt would do and so we invited there were over 100 people at our launch party i was here in our office um it was mostly mingling and then like a 10 minute talk about our journey so far and um yeah basically people started showing up and we were number one on product hunt basically the whole day and our, our lead was growing uh, towards the later part of the day and we're like wow we got this locked in we are number one for the day and so having all those people there which were part of the journey or maybe bounce users or whatever it was having all these amazing amazing people who were there to support us there and seeing us number one when we didn't know we'd be number one uh, was just perfect it was like wow like we could have been last on product hunt and these people still would have showed up in the office and we'd be like oh yeah we launched but uh <laughs> it didn't go so well but the fact that we had them all there and we were number one was just so exciting we really got to celebrate that success with them and it was at the same time that we celebrated it because it wasn't like hey we got number one let's celebrate next week it was like this is happening right now that's awesome what about your lowest low so the lowest low was probably about a year ago when my co-founder and I were, were thinking about how to build this sort of next vision stuff. This, you know, with the delivery, with the sort of the vision of Bounce, right? We didn't want to have this, like I said, the product that only took a month to build, that was really just the base layer for us. It was how do we lay down this network of stores so that we can one, have a great product there, but two, build a bunch of cool stuff right on top of that. Mm -hmm. And so a year ago, we were like, how do we do that second part? What ended up happening was there was a lot of ambiguity there. We were trying to figure it out and growth had slowed down a little bit. We had a, um, our February revenue was down from January. It's supposed to be a high growth startup, like a bad month is supposed to be when you only grow a little bit instead of a lot and revenue went down. And we were just like, mm. oh shit, what's happening? And uh, then there's all this ambiguity around what to do. And then on top of that, my co-founder who's from Denmark, his visa got rejected. And so it was literally the country saying, hey, like, thanks for wanting to build a business here and get American jobs, but we don't think you're gonna be successful. We don't think, you know, we don't want you here. They're basically saying, we don't want you here. And so how do you think he's feeling? He's like, oh, like 
I'm trying to like bring my talents to the US and build this company and they're saying they don't want me here. Trump made it a lot harder to get visas. So there was just so much ambiguity. So we definitely hit, a, that was definitely our rock bottom. And by the way, that was also right after I had gotten dumped by my girlfriend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just all that was just like, damn, like, what are we doing? This is so, so, so difficult. Well, shit. So how did you guys get past all that? This is, this is actually a really, really good story. We, we could smell death, right? We were like, holy shit. Like, all these things are trying to pull us down and keep us from building bounce. Every, every force wants us to die right now, uh, except maybe a little bit of our willpower that's left. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we said, yeah, like, what do we do? One of the questions we were getting was, uh, in terms of bounce being really big, was, hey, is this, a, is this a, we started in New York City. They said, is this a New York City only product? And we said, no, of course not. And what we couldn't say, because we didn't have the data yet, was, no, it, it's not. Like, look at all these other, look at this working in another city. So we decided to kind of do a Hail Mary. We said, hey, if we can make this work in another city, that's a huge point of validation. We think the beauty of Bounce is it works in a lot of places. There's users for it everywhere and that it's extremely scalable. In other words, we could launch another city so, so, so fast. We said, let's give ourselves 90 days. And in that 90 days, we're gonna launch San Francisco. We're gonna grow it as fast as possible. And we're gonna see how big we can make our revenue by the end of that time period. And if we suck, then, you know, like clearly it's not working. And if it works, well, hey, it's working. <laughs> and um, at the beginning of that journey, just to sort of preempt things a little bit, there was one company, a very, 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 very well-funded company, like Series B, like tens of millions of dollars in the bank. I actually emailed the CEO and I said, hey, I'm gonna be in San Francisco, do you wanna meet? And the idea behind that email was, um, if we totally fucked this up, maybe because we share a vision with this guy, he would help us out, it would be a soft landing, and um, you know, like maybe there's something there, right? Maybe we could work together on something and there's something there. And um, I emailed this guy, no response. So bookmark, bookmark that in your head because that point is gonna come up at the end of the story. So Alex and I buy one-way plane tickets to San Francisco, and it is around the beginning of April. Uh, so literally like a year ago and we say all right, let's do this and so Alex uh, Starts writing a bunch of code that can uh, allow us to be in multiple cities and uh, focus on growth and I go and sign up a bunch of stores in San Francisco My dear friend Bob Engel joined us for a month or two to help us sign some stores He was in between gigs at the time long story short We spent one week in our first week in San Francisco. We hustled so hard We launched San Francisco in just that one week We wrote all the code to do that and we signed up our first, I don't know, 15 stores, all in one week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was actually, it was the, our second week in San Francisco. The first week was getting settled, the second week was, was it. It, was, it was something like that. It was one of our first months we said, all right, this is gonna be our week where we do this, let's do it. Yeah, we were like, holy shit, wow, we just did it. And customers coming right away, day one, um, and grinding more marketing partnerships to get that going, and um, there we had it. And so it was like mid-April, late April, we had this going, and then we were just focused on growth the next two months. So May passes and June passes, and by the time it was like mid-June, we had kind of forgotten about this 90-day window that we gave for ourselves. We were growing so, so, so fast. We were 
we were, some months we were doubling, some months we were up like 70%. We were making uh, a pretty decent revenue. We had built, built Bounce a six-figure business at that time, um, so a really fast time to do that. And February, February was actually like the first time we started pushing growth for Bounce. When we put the product live, we were uh, focused on product development for a while. So um, when we actually said, hey, let's do growth, um, it, it came pretty fast and we, we hustled so hard. It was, it was one of the most intense times, I was saying. I had to say no to a lot of loved ones. Hey, you want to get together? I'm like, oh no, we're like so intense on this. So yeah, long story short, we grew so much. And then the CEO of that company that I mentioned before reached out and long story short said, we want to acquire you guys. Come by our office and blah, blah, blah. So we went by the office and at first they were nice and then they were kind of a, a little pushy. We turned down their offer and they were like, they were like, oh, like we're talking to investors and like they were kind of implying like, you know, hey, we're gonna try to keep you guys from getting funded. Like we want, we want you to do this with us. Yeah, we ended up turning it down. And it was just crazy to look back and think that three months prior in our moments of desperation, when I sent that email, the conversation would have been so different. We've been so gung-ho on our vision for Bounce, but we were like pretty desperate back then. And then we were on top of the world in June. And uh, we were just like, yeah, like, we're, <laughs> No, Bounce is here to stay. Like, we're growing so fast. Why would we give that up? So with all that going on, the uncertainty of the company, the opening of the San Francisco market, the massive growth, and the acquisition offer, was there someone who challenged and supported you throughout the process? Yeah, there are many, 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 many of those people. Yeah, actually, our my dear friend Brendan McDonald was, uh, as we started our careers together at Intuit, mm -hmm. and he was actually giving me a advice when I was thinking about what to do next. He's like, hey, trust yourself. Like, you know, if you don't have a salary for a while, you'll figure it out. Um, he was really pushing me. And then he actually ended up spending the entire month of January last year um, full-time with Bounce just for free. Like, hey, let's, let's uh, we, we need to help to speed up the design front and think about sort of next, next level vision stuff with Bounce. And uh, he, <laughs> funny story that we you know we brought him on for that month to help us it was all doing it for free you know like, what a great friend uh, but we were living and working from our, our home and we got a, a, a an office to sort of make things a little easier we work but um, we were literally sharing a bed for that entire month <laughs> good friend <laughs> very good friend yeah yeah funny enough when we started our uh, our careers together into it we were both really gung-ho about saving a huge portion of our paychecks and so we actually shared a bedroom uh, as our first apartment together and as our first apartment in san francisco and a lot of our peers were making fun of us like oh like you guys are sharing a bedroom like what is this freshman year of college and we were just like yeah i mean we didn't love it either but uh, we really wanted to save money to i mean really to be able to put ourselves in a position where we be able to make bets like 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 i did with bounce here and uh, so that is our, our history there, and it's, it's funny to see it come full circle. Well, thank God for your friend, Brendan. So knowing what you know now, what do you wish you knew before starting Bounce? So many things. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things where we did it. It was a game changer, and I wish we did it sooner. Uh, when we hired our first employee, Devika, it was a game changer, and I was like, I wish we did this a couple months sooner. When we raised money, we were like, Originally, hey, let's get to this level before we go out to fundraise. And I was like, hey, actually, if we took, if we raised sooner, uh, we would have been able to remove blockers sooner and move faster sooner. So I wish we did that. Yeah, I would say a lot of it is like the things that we wanted to do, like just doing it sooner, doing it faster. It's funny, like the things I would change are things that I would do even faster. 
That's awesome. So in reflecting back on your experience, how do you describe your own founder's process? Yeah, so I would say it revolves around this concept of rapid prototyping. Do you have this idea? How do you put it in front of customers today and validate that today? How do you think really scientifically, really hypothesis driven about how to make something work and validate if it will work? Uh, I would say that is the foundation of my process. I think to really start a successful company, you need to be you need to you need to have this sort of unwavering belief that you know something about the world no one else does it's like the peter Thiel thing right but like you believe some things that to be true and you're gonna fight to make it true and all the data all the like all the forces might be pushing against you but you gotta push through that so as an entrepreneur what resource do you use to help you grow as a founder it's uh you know what are the challenges at hand and then hitting up my contacts and saying or investors or friends and saying hey like who solved this before? Who can help me take shortcuts here? Uh, who can help me figure out something without having to fall on my face learning it? And so, yeah, spend a lot of time with friends or investors or mentors who can um, who can help me with these shortcuts. And then, yeah, same thing with books. Books, it's, hey, what's this problem we're solving? And then there's probably someone who wrote a whole book on solving that problem before. Mm -hmm. uh, an example is like, Who is a book about hiring. Uh, there's a book about, uh, there's a book called Crucial Conversations About Having Difficult Conversations. There's a book called uh, uh, Growth Hacker Marketing, which is self-explanatory. <laughs> so it's really like, hey, what's the problem? And what's, what's the, what's the, what are the resources out there that I could go after? Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, Cody, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. I wanna to thank you for, for having me here and sharing your story with us. We know that this is just the beginning of Bounce, and I'm excited to see where you and the team go. And on that note, what can our listeners expect from you and the team at Bounce moving forward? Yeah, so if you want to follow our journey, our, our website URL is usebounce.com, U-S-E-B-O-U-N-C-E.com. Um, and then if you want to find us in the App Store, if you search Bounce Bag Storage, uh, we'll show up number one. So just search that, download the app, find us, leave us feedback. You can email us as well, team at usebounce.com. That's how to find us. What you can expect from us going forward is us just, you know, sprinting as fast as we can, continuing. And, you know, we, we'd love to sh continue sharing our story in, in this manner. Uh, we've had so many supporters along the way, folks reaching out saying, hey, I love what you're doing. Is there anything I can do to help? That stuff really means a lot. So, um, yeah, like, thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah, you'll see us. Uh, you'll see us expanding into more cities, building up more products. The, the delivery functionality is being tested in a couple cities right now. You'll see that being productized and rolled out. So, uh yeah, really exciting stuff. And uh, if I told you more than that, I would probably be lying because uh, the fact is we can't predict that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. This, is, this has been extremely insightful. And thank you again, Cody, for sharing your story. Thank you so much, Bill. I want to give a special shout out to Cody for opening up about his journey with Bounce and how he works as a founder. You can find more from him at Twitter at Cody Candy with two E's rather than a Y or on Instagram at Cody Candy. And if you'd like to see more from us, you can find us on Instagram at Founders Process. It'd be great to see you there. I can't wait to bring you another fantastic founder in the weeks ahead.